All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back, J and J. Got my boy Julian here. What up? Grinding as always. Of course, bro. Any day. There's no days off here with me and you. <laughs> so uh, we're grinding today. Got an episode in on this beautiful Saturday. Yep. Man, fucking finals all set in stone in the books. Warriors by six. Um, I mean, we didn't get to, we didn't get a chance to talk about game five, so uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, how you feeling, Julian? Your Warriors won. I feel great, man. I feel great. I mean, it 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 always feels good to be to be uh to be right. Um, and well, you know, I I told you it was a possibility. Warriors were gonna win three straight, and they did it, man. They fucking did it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, bro, I told you. Two, 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 completely different than three, one. They would have not won three straight if it was three, one. But shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, it is what it is. But let's get to game five, bro. Um, that game was, I don't know, it was, it was weird, bro. It was sloppy that first half. Um, mm-hmm. I, I started watching in the second quarter. I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is this game, bro? Nobody's hitting shit. Like, I don't know. Steph was way off. Like, he did not hit a shot. And that's what pissed me off more about that game. But. Talk to me first half. You're watching it. You still confident or like what, what's going through your head? Because Celtics couldn't get shit going and Steph couldn't get shit going in that first yeah, half. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just been the Celtics kind of theme in this series is they've been having very cold stretches at, at, at certain points of the games, every game, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, I mean, with the exception of, of game three, game one, too, like they, they had an awful game. But I mean, the fourth quarter, they just went hot, super hot. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, you know, just speaking of this game alone, I mean, I, I, I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was a lot closer at when it was halftime. I was like, oh, shit, like, the Celtics might actually have a shot. Um, but then I was looking at the third. I started watching from third, like, literally play-by-play third and fourth quarter. And it just kind of felt like the Celtics were were, were giving out – were throwing out the haymakers. We're kind of giving out everything they can to kind of at least stay in this game. And it felt like the Warriors were just – all they had to do was just get some shots in and they'll run away with this. And then um, I think it all went downhill for the Celtics once Jordan Poole hit that uh, hit that buzzer beater in the third quarter. Um, mm-hmm. I think the momentum just kind of shifted towards the Warriors and and uh, the Celtics really just kind of like lost their confidence. Or it didn't, something happened in, 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 the, in the bench uh, after that third quarter. I just feel like the confidence just went down there and yeah. they were not able to pick themselves up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the – the whole first half, I'm like, how the fuck are they not down 20? Like, that's how bad the Celtics were playing. Um, obviously, I feel like Steph not hitting some shots. I mean, they would have they would have been blown out if Steph was uh, hitting like he was hitting all series. Um, the third quarter, they came back, and they had the lead, and I'm like, okay, like, all right. Usually, it's the Warriors that go in a third quarter run. Now, it's the Celtics. They're, you know, obviously, they know this game's pivotal. Um, and they just... They fucking reverted back to their old ways. I feel like this whole series, bro, and and I'm not trying to discredit the Warriors at all. Like, Andrew Wiggins, I told you, bro, he was my X Factor, and he's he's honestly the the second reason they won this title. Like, if you look at everybody down the line, Wiggins was the one who stepped up the most besides Curry, and uh, he he broke Tatum in the, the way he was defending him. Like, Tatum just couldn't get what he wanted, but, I mean... You can't turn the ball over, like I said in the preview when we were discussing the beginning of this series. You can't turn the ball over the way they were turning the ball over all playoffs. 
against the Warriors, especially because the those transition threes, they kill you. They have like three to four guys that can get that shot up in transition. And uh, I mean, that was ultimately their demise. I mean, they they just kept turning the ball over. They couldn't get in there. They couldn't get out of their own way is like one of the, the key things I'll take from this series is time and time again, they would start hot and then Jalen Brown dribble, turn the ball over. Jason Tatum driving to the basket. He either bricks it or he's or he just loses a handle and starts complaining to the refs. Like it's just all series, bro. Like they had chances to really take advantage of the opportunities the Warriors were giving them. Like in game five, and they just couldn't close it out. I mean, that that's that was ultimately the one thing they've struggled with all playoffs is closing out games that they should have closed out. And it bit it bit them in the ass this series, like game four, especially. And um you know, game five, obviously they, they got blown out in that fourth quarter, but they had it, even though they were down one with that Jordan pool three, it was still 75, 74. And they just came out flat again to start the fourth. And that was it. So, um, yeah, I mean, game five, I was just, I was like, bro, are you kidding me? Like you had that, sh- you had the chance to get them. And they just, again, they couldn't get out of their own way. And yeah, it's just frustrating, bro. Like I said before we, I clicked record on this episode. I'm just, I'm pissed because this was a prime opportunity to steal a, a championship. You have to think, it, and it breaks like that a lot of the times for, for teams. Like, like mm-hmm. to say the Warriors, they didn't have to play the Suns. That would have been a tough series, but then they got the Mavericks and the Ma- they blown them out. The, the Celtics, they didn't get a healthy Bucks. I mean, both of these teams had, I guess, quote unquote, like not the hardest routes, but like they got, they just broke right for them. And, you know, like it, it, in the end, obviously, the experience that I, I dreaded and feared the most I, I came out, especially in game four. But, um, yeah, the Celtics, like I said, just getting in their own way time and time again. And this time they couldn't overcome it. It happened to them in Milwaukee in game five. It happened to them in game six against Miami yeah, and game three against Miami. And they all they overcame all that, but they couldn't do it. It just lightning can't strike three times in a row it just can't and they played with fire and they got burnt it it burnt them this time and that's just frustrating no yeah but i mean the most there's a lot of of factors that that came into game five and and game six i mean game five another takeout was just tatum's horrible and i I, we we brought it up last episode just Mm -hmm. tatum's just horrible series like he he just did not show me that he's ready to kind of lead a team to a championship. He's good enough to lead a team to a, to the playoffs and, and have a decent run. But uh, to me, these are these are, these are the kind of moments where you you kind of separate the the all time greats with with just a great player in this league. And it seems like right now Tatum's yeah. just in that like Demar Derozan tier, Zach Levine tier, where they're good enough, but they're not great enough to win you a chip. And and Curry really kind of c- c- cemented himself in that legacy and then that tier because i mean curry like you said curry had a, a really good series with the exception of game five game four he essentially kind of won them that game and bring them back to golden state two two so um yes i mean the the role players for the warriors did a great job in containing tatum especially wiggins um but there's no excuses i, I feel like tatum could have done better oh and- for sure it's 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 just contradicting because I mean in in game five you <clears> if you look at his stats his stats don't look too bad I think he had like twenty six points and 
and a good chunk of assists. But I mean, if you look at the game tape, like he was forcing ugly shots. He airballed a few times. Like he was just not. He he just felt uncomfortable. It looked like um, throughout yeah. the entire game with Wiggins on him. Yeah, and like you said, the stat sheet will always lie to people that don't watch the game. Just pull the game up. I mean, the fourth quarter, like Julian said, he was just – I don't know. it, And, you know, I don't want to make excuses for him. He just didn't play good all series. The only decent game to me he had was um, not shooting-wise, but, like, just the way he was facilitating the offense was game one, and then game two he was hitting shots. But after that, I mean, the only consistent player we had was Jalen Brown. I mean, that – I understand Robert Williams, like, you know, he stepped up healthy and he was getting healthier as the series went along, which surprised me. But, um, uh, I mean, Jalen Brown was the only one that showed up, which, like, pissed me off, bro. Like, this is game six. This is, like, you're at home. You have all the momentum on your side, I would say, just because you have your home crowd behind you and you're up 12 to 2 and nobody else helps out Jalen, bro. It, it's it's kind of been like that all series. But I know game one, you know, Derek Brown and Al Horford probably had the games of their life. Um, and besides that, like, the bench was non-existent. And Tatum, even smart, I mean, they just didn't show up. And it's just I, – I don't I don't know what it was, bro. Like, like I said, Wiggins kind of broke him. You know, he every time Wiggins was on him, he just didn't know what to do. He couldn't dribble to his left. He couldn't go to his right. He would get a, a decent shot up, but not a shot that I most likely he wasn't comfortable with. And, you know, that was the difference. And I don't, I don't know. He needs to work on his floaters. He needs to work on driving. I feel like he avoided so much contact in this series. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, just go straight up. Like, he was trying to go to the side and, you know, try to get these, like, Euro step layups. It's like, bro, you're breaking those. Like, just go straight up. Get the contact. Like I said, maybe... Maybe he was hurt. I don't know. Maybe he was scared of getting an offensive, uh, like a charge or a foul. I don't know what, what he was scared of, but he just didn't look right all series. And hopefully he takes this to heart because obviously everybody's dragging his name through the mud. But hopefully he takes this to heart and works on his game because, I mean, I, I don't know. I just – it was frustrating to watch. I mean, he he played – like game six Milwaukee seems like four years ago, and it was literally two months ago. Like, I don't know what happened to that Tatum. Even game seven Tatum against the Heat. Like, he was still getting his shot. He was still getting those mid-ranges. He didn't, like, go off, like, anything crazy in, in that series. But he was still getting what he wanted. He couldn't get anything in this series. And, you know, obviously that led to Brown opportunities. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tatum, man, he just – yeah, it was frustrating. It was ugly to watch. Ugly. No, yeah, I mean – we got to credit the – I mean, we talk about the Boston defense so much. and yeah. We talk about the Warriors and, and their offense. But, I mean, we got to also – we can't forget, and I think I'm a victim of this, the Warriors were ranked number one in defense since, like, I think uh, I think up until March 1st. I think they had one of the best defenses in the league. I think the top ranks statistically. Um, and then, yeah, of course, you know, Boston went on that hot run post-All-Star game, and, you know, they kind of leapfrogged the Warriors. But – the Warriors were always known as having a great defense prior to prior to the playoffs starting, and um, they kind of just picked it up um, when it mattered most. And you got to credit them. I think the, these three games they lost and stuff. I think they had like the worst offensive efficiency in their entire playoff run. So um, it was just a lot of things, and I think that's a huge one. Like you said, Derek White, uh, Marcus Smart, and Tatum. Like none of them, 
gave really Jalen Brown enough help. And it, it's crazy to say Jalen Brown was the guy leading this team, but I mean, nobody else is able to. But Marcus Smart had a bad game five. I'll tell you that. He had a bad series. Besides game one, like what? Nah, he just he did not. I mean, obviously game three that they, they all played well, the Celtics, but. It's just those times where, I mean, me and Bender talked about it after the Eastern Conference Finals. They, he has those moments where he's like, all right, I got this. And it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like once once he has that that look in his eye and he starts pulling up like every open three he has, I'm just like, bro, stop, please. Like that's one thing. And I don't know whenever we're going to get to the offseason. I don't know if we want to touch on it a little bit now that the series, the season's over, but the one thing the Celtics have to do is get a true point guard, um, you know, and I love smart, but, you know, initiating an offense isn't his strong point. And obviously he's the defensive anchor of the team. And, you know, they asked a lot out of him and Horford. Horford was on an island with Curry the whole series. I'm like, what is this? What is the scheme? What are we doing? Like, why are we leaving Horford all alone? Like he and he didn't do, do too bad. But eventually, bro, he's not 29. He's not like 23. He's like 36 now. You know what I mean? Like, or 34. I just, I was like, what, what is going on here? Like, I feel like the Warriors not only broke Tatum and the rest of the bench guys, they broke Ime. Like, Yudoka, I was looking at those lineups. I'm like, bro, why are you throwing Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, and Derek White on the floor with Tatum, who can't initiate offense? Like, None of those guys can initiate offense besides Tatum. So why have him on the floor with them? It just doesn't make sense. And I mean, yeah, it goes back to the Warriors defense mentioned. Like I, I think Grant Williams for, is a great example. Like he had a tremendous playoffs up until the finals. Up until the I Heat the Warriors, series, he was awful in that series. And and I think the Warriors scheme with with him really specifically was just kind of switching. And I think Grant Williams is is kind of like. The reason he had a great playoffs, of course, up until like the Heat was, he got a lot of open looks, a lot of a lot of you know picking rolls or a lot of you know open corner shots where, you know, teams were more focused on on the ball handler than than him open for the three point shot. So, I think you know the Warriors didn't budge; they just kind of switched. They relied on all five players on the court to really just kind of stick whoever's on Grant just stick to Grant and if they do a pick and the switch defender will stick to Grant it's not going to leave him enough space and I think Grant Williams is is is, is a great player great shooter but if, if he's not going to be open he's not going to be efficient enough and same with Pritchard I mean Pritchard too he didn't have many minutes um and the Warriors just kind of schemed him as well I think just the switching of the Warriors defense just threw off he made and um, I think he had no adjustment at the end of the day for it yeah I mean that that's just credit to the the Warriors, this is their best defense of all time, like in their run. I, I think this is the best defensive unit they've had, you know, and I'm and I understand Durant, you know, he's a decent defender when he wants to be. But you have to think about all the guys that they have. Gary Payton, the second Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter. Like these are just dudes that, again, I thought it was going to be beneficial to, to the Celtics the way they had all these guys to throw at um, Curry and Clay. And it just – it was the complete opposite. They had all these guys to throw at Tatum and Brown. And, um, you know, credit to the Warriors, bro. I mean, they I, – I, you know, listen, I understand they were down the past two years and they were bad, but it's like, bro, you you guys act like you weren't a dynasty. I don't know, like like fucking Draymond, bro. He, you know how annoying he's been all series and it's just whatever. But, 
Like he he's acting like everybody fucking like wrote them off. Like they're never gonna fucking do anything again. Like I don't know. Like I I, I still think that that was my one my one like footnote when I was going into these playoffs was I felt like the Warriors just the, they've been there. They're the most experienced team in the league now, just because of those three. And you can throw Iguodala in there, like even though he's not playing, like like you said, like that coordinator role, like it's still at those four. They're the most experienced team in the league. And, you know, I, I just I never could have counted them out. I know like when we were previewing the playoffs, I was like, if they play the Suns, I'm going to pick the Suns. But I still think the Warriors have a shot. And, you know, they just came to fruition all all playoffs. They just they they couldn't be stopped. And Memphis kind of gave them a run. But, you know, once job got hurt, it was over. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like they still I still think this team can make a lot of noise next year. Um, obviously, you know, your Lakers are, well, let's see what they do. Clippers are going to be back. Let's see if they can actually make some noise being healthy. Um, Nuggets, they're going to get some guys back. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do next year, but all the credit in the world to them. And, you know, I'm not hating on them. I, I, I'm happy for everybody on that team besides Draymond, bro. You can kiss my ass. Fuck that guy. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm just pissed that the Celtics, always find a way to get in their their own way and let's see let's see if this fuels them or this breaks them you know like I, i'm gonna be curious to see how tatum goes into the offseason brown those two especially but just everybody else what are they gonna do what what's what's brad stevens big move in the offseason like I, I'm, I'm curious because they have a squad and if they can build on it i mean they could probably win a championship in the next three years but you know well, i mean uh, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be back for sure. That's just not how sports is. Oh, no. I mean, that even, even if you can even talk about the Warriors, yeah. the same thing. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows if they will be back? You know, there's a lot of, like mm-hmm. you said, Clippers, Lakers, all these teams in the West as well. But I just kind of capitalize. I mean, I want to talk to you about the, the Celtics. I mean, both these teams, of course, just played. The season is now over. And we can always do another preview. Um, in the offseason preview at another time, but mm-hmm. just these two teams specifically, since we're talking about them, let's start with the with the Warriors real quick. And they won the chip. Yeah. Um, did they just stay? They stay put, or I mean, because they have a lot of money in the books, dude. And I think I heard Wiggins is a trade asset. Um, um in the offseason, but they said this prior to the finals, and now with his kind of value now skyrocketing after a good finals run, um, do they keep Wiggins or do they just do they still expend him because they got to pay pool? And I know you saw that video, him and Wiggins talking. Like, we're about yeah. to get paid. I mean, you would think they would, but it doesn't mean they are. I don't I don't know, to be honest. I mean, they, they should pay Wiggins. That's the guy I feel like they can't let go. Um I mean Jordan Poole, he I mean he's he's good offensively, but I wouldn't say he's a key cog of why they won this championship. I feel like Poole's expendable, Wiggins they have to lock up. So um, I feel like they might um, trade pool and throw Wiseman in there, like just to get another, like some more role players or even a star. Cause they, I feel like everybody's going to want to come back to, Oh, let's go play for the Warriors kind of deal. Like, I, I don't know. Wiggins for, to me has to be number one priority. If you can get pool cheap. I mean, he's going to want that a hundred million max. I think it is 120, 100, something like that. Um. If you can get him a little under that, fine. But if he wants that max, I I feel like you sign and trade him. I mean, he's 
you you can't keep going over the luxury. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna bite you in the ass. And um, you know who know, actually who knows what they do with Wiggins either? Because I feel like that's why they drafted Kaminga to have that kind of role too. So mm-hmm. maybe you know they they one and one Wiggins maybe like a good first year and then a player option in the second. I I don't know, but Wiggins to me. For them to run it back, they have to sign him again. So that's the the key, key, like number one priority. And then pool is a luxury if you can keep him for an affordable salary. But if not, yeah. it's, he's in a walk. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Wiggins is in his last year of his contract heading in, but I'm sure he's going to want an extension. Uh, but it's just kind of, I mean, how old is Wiggins? Do you know? Is he like late like, 20s, early 30s? Yeah, like probably about to be 30. He's not, yeah, he's young, bro. Yeah, I mean, this is like I'm the prime of his career right now. You're, you're already paying three max guys in that roster with Draymond, mm-hmm. Clay, and Curry. Of course, you would be full. Draymond, they got to restructure. He, he's not a key. He, he's not a star like that no more. They have to, he's they, not, but they he's have still to a work. vocal piece and stuff. You know how it is. Yeah, but I'm saying for them to keep a, a team that can win, I feel like they need to talk to Draymond because obviously you're going to have to pay Clay and Steph um, what they're – what they're asking for because they're they're worth it clay even though he's not the same like he still shows signs and you know i'm pretty sure next year he'll look even better because he'll be like more healthier in that leg that got fucked up these past two years so um yeah i mean i like like i like you said um with wigan and they just need to keep him and i understand i told you they can't keep playing with that luxury tax like you can't keep doing that over and over again it's one of them chips in the past and obviously this one as well but I don't think they're going to keep it up. I think pool is the is the the cost that's going to get cut if they can't um, afford them. They can't get them under that salary they want them at. Wow, I mean, their pool's good, bro. Help. I know, but like, come on, you can't pay him. You can't pay all these guys what yeah. they want. That's not how it works. I, I agree, but you don't think pool could. Uh, I'm not saying he's the next Curry, but you don't think he's a, kind of a little bit of Curry's replacement after he retires. Is Curry getting up there in age? Uh, I mean, like I said, maybe they just need to make it work for them because they can't keep fucking paying it. And then they're going to have no bench like they did with the Durant years, but they don't have a Durant type player to, you know, replace that scoring. So I th- they can't play with the with the salary cap like they did before. They need all the the money they can get. And so they can put pieces around them. Like, who knows if Otto Porter resigns? Who knows what these guys do that are on the one years? Bielitsa. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying the fucking, you know, there's all this and that, but they they were they were key parts to what they did defensively. And you know, we'll see what they do. But Poole to me, I feel like if he asks for too much, he's gone at the end of the day. It does it does make sense to keep him because of that scoring and because you're saying like curry, but I mean there's only one curry though. Come on. All right, let's move forward to something. So what is it? What do you think they need to do? I know you kind of briefly mentioned point guard. They need a ball handling. Though, like, I mean, I mean, I know they try to get Schroeder. Schroeder is the season with the Celtics this year, right? Yeah, you got traded at the time. Man, it feels like a long time ago, dude. It felt <laughs> like a long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, point guard, though. Like, who, who do you have in mind that's out there that you can grab? Like, really? It would have to be, like, we have we have big trade exemptions, so it would have to be with that, picks, players. I, the the two I'm thinking of, like, off the top, I'm not, I'm not like, thinking about it under the salary cap and all that, just two players in mind that 
might make sense because of their situations. Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, um, I mean, when he's healthy, and that that's going to be a big deal. If they do trade for him, uh, that's going to be a huge deal if, if he can stay healthy. But, I mean, he can initiate an offense. He can He understands what the point guard role is. And, again, I'm not trying to shit talk Smart because I love Smart, and he's pissed me off a lot over the years. But what he did this year and how he kind of molded himself into the player that Yudoka wanted him to be, I have to give him his flowers and credit for, but that's just not his bread and butter. He just doesn't know how to set up everybody. Brogdon would be one. Brunson, because he's on, you know, this is his last year. It's an expiring if they can get him on a sign-in trade. But it, it, I don't know who they would give up. I, I, I truly don't know who's up for trade on this team. Maybe the only three I can think of off the top are four, which they're not fucking, they're not anything to write home about. Pritchard. Neesmith, uh, Daniel Tice, and maybe, just maybe, if they can get the right player, uh, Grant Williams will be thrown in a trade as well. But I don't, I, I listen, Smart isn't getting traded. That's Ime's guy. Rob isn't getting traded. Horford isn't getting traded. They'll probably, they'll, they'll probably match his player option or whatever. They'll, he'll probably pick up his player option. I think it, it's, you know, somewhere in the 29 to 30 million, and they'll probably restructure him. But He's not going nowhere. Obviously, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are locked in. You know, Derek White might be an expendable player. Just I, I just feel like defensively, he's a valuable piece. It's just offensively, he got he he got um, you know, scared. I don't know what, what else to say. Like he just kind of broke down and he turned back to the old Derek White where he was scared to shoot, like he was in the Milwaukee series. So um, you know, we'll see. But True, I think they need a true ball handler uh, point guard, and then they need uh, they need a bench. They need a like a JaVale McGee type big man on the bench. I mean, when when Robert Williams and Al Horford aren't out in the court, they can't rebound even with them on the court. But I feel like it was just the Warriors taking taking advantage of their mismatches and all that. Like they they just need somebody that can go get the boards when those two are off the court and um you know we'll see but man, ricky rubio maybe he's a free agent coming up i'm not saying he's gonna be fucking franchise shifting but just some guy that can initiate the offense and make life easier for a lot of these players so we'll we'll see but those two come to mind a better bench which i mean that's it's easier said than done with a lot of with the money they have tied up but they need a little more shooting another big man in a, a ball handling uh, offensive initiating point guard. So I do like Ricky, Ricky Rubio. That is a, it's an option. I, it's a great option. Really. He's, he's a true point guard. He's the truest point guard. You can never snatch it. That's really what you need. I mean, the defense is great. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, the offense is a problem. This, this, uh, this finals run. So, I mean, you don't need Ricky Rubio to score 30. You just need to get you 10 assists. And get yep. you guys. Yeah, just somebody to, to make their lives easier because you saw, and it, it's apples and oranges comparing these two, but just look at how Curry, even when he was pushing the pace, he it still looked like everything was slowing down. He knew what, what he wanted to do with the ball. Compared to Smart, he would always dribble it up slow instead of pushing the pace. And with the Warriors, although their defense is good, 
everybody's transition defense can't be perfect. And that's the one thing you want to take advantage of with any team, which is what the Celtics were doing for the most part in the playoffs, pushing the pace, try to get the, the switches and mismatches they wanted. This series, they were just walking the ball up for the most part. The two games they won, that's when they were going in transition. That's when they were getting the switches they wanted. And every other game, Smart's walking the ball up the court. He would have guys cutting to the basket, and he's just looking out. He's looking around for Brown and Tatum to do something. He would have White, or he would have Grant, or he would have Horford cutting to the basket. Easy too. He just didn't doesn't have that court vision. So it's just like, man, like it's tough. It's tough, but I still Smart's not going nowhere. It's just like Rubio, Brogdon, Brunson. Those two are gonna be a little harder than Rubio, but just those guys in particular come to mind. I, there might be somebody I'm not even thinking of that's available. So we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this team isn't too far off, as I said before the this series. Celtics are a good team. They're a great team, but I think they're a few pieces away from actually winning the whole thing. And I know you're probably going to call me stubborn and, and stupid for never believing in this team. And, you know, there was moments where they kind of they, – they scared me a little bit with the Warriors. But at the end of the day, I, I, I could just see it. Bias aside, this team really just needed some more pieces in. And they truly just need a few, like a point guard and, and another backup big man, like you mentioned, and it should be solid because we do have a good team. They just make sure they don't get rid of any of those solid pieces for any for like a point guard because that's when you start to play with fire. That's what the Warriors did. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I hope they can add guys that can just fucking hit shots. And the bench was like non-existent, bro, from game one. Like, even game three, the bench wasn't really like lighting the scoreboard. Like, for the Warriors – Pool, um, Porter. I know he started a couple games, but Porter. Um, I'm trying to think. Even Bielito will get some points. Looney was coming off the bench a lot of these games. Like they just had guys that would get them point, like impact the game. And when our bench was in the, and I'm saying ours a lot. I'm sorry, but you know they're my team. But like when the Celtics bench was in there, it's like all right, let's see what Grant does besides foul everybody every fucking two seconds. Daniel Tice obviously didn't see the floor in the series, which I kind of get, but I, I still think he should have been out there for some parts of the, the series because he can hit threes from time to time. Derek White was, to me, the, the biggest collapse in this series. I mean, he, he just couldn't do anything and offensively. Defensively, he, he was there. He was giving Curry everything he could. Obviously, it wasn't enough a lot of the times, but he was still there and he was still defensively present offensively he just didn't he didn't have it he didn't want to shoot the ball anymore his confidence was gone and you know we can't have that in the finals obviously you can't have the turnovers and you can't have um lack of confidence and that's the two things the celtics had all series besides the two they won so long off season yeah. for them but they this isn't anything they can't come back from they just need to really focus on ball handling in the off season and um Go get yourself Damian Lillard. Fuck it. What's up? Go get yourself Damian Lillard. You need a point guard. <laughs> uh, he, he's going to be – a lot of the guys that are on this team would have to go in that trade. and I don't, I don't know. Like a Beal – I saw earlier, like, um, somebody was throwing a Beal trade out. They want to get rid of Horford, a first, and uh, and two firsts, and Derek White for Bradley Beal and – I don't know. That, he's that's... just another. He's just another Jalen Brown. I don't think that's a good fit. 
Yeah, it's just you, you have to be aware of the moves that you're making. You can't just be like, oh, it's big name star. Yeah, big name star, he'll fit just right in. And that's Absolutely. not how it works. So yeah. hopefully Brad Agreed. Stevens figures it out. I mean, he made some pretty good moves that I was very um, critical of, and it turned out to be the best. So um, we'll see if he can do it again. But that's it, bro. I mean, man. Game six. Well, we didn't really touch game six, but just to do it briefly, I mean, Celtics start out like 12, 12 to two in the beginning. Uh, and then the Warriors just run away. Then in the third, um, Celtics had that third quarter run a little bit. And then the, it was over. I like think every time the Celtics would punch, it reminded me of uh, game three. Every time the Warriors would punch, Celtics would respond. Every time the Celtics punched in game six, the Warriors would respond even harder. And it was just like, man. It's just very like discouraging to see it at that happen at the at the home court. Like that's just man, ah, that shit pissed me off. But yeah, just Dude, to get your thoughts runs, real quick. Like, yeah, all about runs. I mean, I mean, like I said, didn't the Warriors like a twenty-one to zero run? Like, yeah, <laughs> it just that was over after that, man. Like yep. the Celtics just continue to bite themselves in the foot sometimes, and it's just bad. I told I brought it up. This team's talented enough to steal the series, but. Just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Yep. But one last thing, I have this in my notes. Points in the paint. That was the big, the big battle of the series. Um, I don't know what the points in the paint was in Game Six. I hadn't looked, but Game Five, Warriors dominated points in the paint. They had like fifty-five points or fifty points in the paint. So whoever won the points in the paint matchup really won the series. Though it's shocking that the Celtics didn't win it because we brought it up. That was the theme. Length and defense, length and nope. defense, and they just kind of capitalize. Yeah, and to me, that it, it goes back to not only Tatum, but a lot of these guys were just missing wide open shots, right? Wide open layups, I'll say, not shots like layups. They were just missing them, and that that was ultimately the key. Because once they got down, then it's here's here comes all these stupid ass threes, and that's ultimately why the Warriors won the points in the paint because. One, the, the Celtics were, were more scared of the threes than the twos. So then you had white, or you had a green, you had Peyton, you had Looney, you had all these guys cut into the baskets for easy dunks, easy layups. And, you know, the Celtics not doing the same. They just did it. They were worried, like, we need to go three for three. Like, they hit a three. All right, let's hit a three. Like, no, just fucking play basketball. Fucking get points, get stops. They couldn't do that. They didn't want to. They were just that scared of, the potent offense of the Warriors and I say potent you know that that's that's putting it lightly I mean that it was just potent curry because like nobody I'm telling you besides Wiggins these past two games or excuse me the game four and game five Wiggins really had the games of his life but nobody really stepped up offensively for this team it was it was the way they they just hounded the the Celtics defensively and all, the, all they, like I said, just got in their way. All they had to do was get points and get stops, and they didn't want to. They're like, all right, let's let them get the shot, whatever. We'll go get a shot real quick. And then they put up a dumbass three with, like, 20 seconds left in the shot clock, and here comes the Warriors in transition. You know, just stupid, stupid decision-making all series. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm going to keep saying defense, man. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'll give them credit, but. So like like you just said, they they kept shooting themselves in the foot. I, they would have just played the same way they played in game one and game three. I still think there would be a game tomorrow, but um, 
you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously they're still kind of young. Tatum's 24, Brown's 25, Smart's 27. Obviously the, the, the oldest guy on this team is Horford. So we'll see if this experience helps them or breaks them. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of teams respond to this. Like, all right, I'll be back here again. We'll be back. And a lot of the times that it's like in football, the Super Bowl hangover, you know, it's the same sort of thing. The finals hangover. Let's see if this team can respond to it. And hopefully it, it inspires them and motivates them to go back or, you know, it's all they, about uh, being hungry, man. It's all yep. about being hungry. Like, if yep. once you win a chip, are you hungry enough to win again? That's why, you know, yep. so during the dynasty of the Bulls, um, I heard somebody say this not so long ago. I forgot who it was. But, I mean, in, in the first three uh, championships of the Bulls, that roster is kind of completely different from the other three championships we won. You got rid of Horace Grant. You replaced him with Rodman. You got rid of Bill Cartwright. Uh, you replaced him with, uh, yeah, I forgot his name. Coach. Coach. You know, like, you, you have – Seven, like Steve Kerr wasn't there for the first three chips either. So like, yeah, they replaced the uh, Kerr with Paxton, yeah, or yeah, Paxton so like, with Kerr. So yeah, so like, I mean, really, like the star players will still be there. It's all about them too. But you know, if if you could replace the roster with guys who are hungry and will continue to be hungry, then you know, you know that's how you continue a dynasty. And this this championship roster is completely different from the roster when KD was there. You know when the pre-KD years, yeah. um, you know, so the Warriors just keep doing it right, man. And, well, we'll see how it goes moving forward. Maybe another yeah. dynasty. We'll see. Well, it, it's all about if Curry can stay healthy and Clay. those two are the most important uh, cogs. But that's it, bro. We'll, we'll get to offseason pretty soon. And draft is on Thursday, next Thursday. So we'll have a bunch of shit to get to. So. Sure to leave a five-star rating, follow our social medias. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.